Good morning. I'm the Reverend Jacqueline Sheldon from St. Paul's Episcopal Church at 220 Valley Street in Willimantic, and I'm delighted to be with you on this first Sunday of Lent. I want to tell you that we're very excited about the Lenten tools on our website this year, and we sincerely hope and pray that you'll use them. There is really no more important act than forgiveness to bring love and freedom into our lives and into the world in the name of Jesus Christ, to the glory of God. So if you go to our website, stpaulswillimantic.org, and that's S-T-P-A-U-L-S, willimantic.org, you'll find this broadcast and a video of our song today, The Lord's Prayer by Matt Marr, and a PDF copy of our Lenten daily devotional, Living Well Through Lent, Practicing Forgiveness with All Your Heart, Soul, Strength, and Mind, along with a daily quote for your Lenten journey. So you can go there and you can download the book if you want, or you can read it right there on the site. All you have to do is place your cursor over the cover of the book and use the wheel on your mouse to scroll down until you find the day's reflection. And then maybe you might pop back up after you read the reflection and listen to Matt sing the Lord's Prayer one more time while you meditate for the day. We really hope you'll use this resource. Um, you don't really need to have a Smilio book now because you can get the book right off the website. This is going to be a super powerful journey. There is so much complexity about the idea of forgiveness, and there's so much that we can learn about forgiveness if we'll take the time. And it can do nothing but bless us and bless the world and bless the people we love. So please, I urge you to join us. Come to the website, read the book, listen to the music, and walk with us as we learn about practicing forgiveness with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind for the next five weeks. With that being said, let's just take a moment of silence to center ourselves on this first Sunday of Lent in the presence of our loving God. Oh, holy and gracious one, we thank you that you've called us to know you and love you that you've called us to see your perfect forgiving love in your son, Jesus Christ's life. We praise you and thank you for this time to grow even deeper in your love. Lead us in your word that we will know the truth in our hearts and we will be set free to love and forgive as you call us to. Amen. Our gospel reading this morning comes from Mark's gospel, the first chapters, verses 9 through 15. I'm reading from the uh, translation version called The Voice. It was in those days that Jesus left Nazareth, a village in the region of Galilee, and came to the Jordan. And John cleansed him through baptism there in the same way all the others were ritually cleansed. But as Jesus was coming up out of the waters, he looked up and saw the sky split open. The Spirit of God descended upon him like a dove, and a voice echoed in the heavens, You are my son, my beloved one, and I am very pleased with you. After that, the Spirit compelled him to go into the wilderness 
and there in the desert he stayed for 40 days. He was tested by Satan himself and surrounded by wild animals. But through these trials, heavenly messengers cared for him and ministered to him. The Gospel of the Lord. This is such a powerful, powerful text. Um, and it is so deeply rooted in the love of God and, and how we can understand the, the depth, or, or, or I mean, at least try to scratch the surface of what we can understand about uh, what Jesus is teaching us about uh, forgiveness. And all through scripture, one of the most important things that we can do is to learn about forgiveness, to learn about being forgiven, to learn to forgive, uh, to just understand that. And uh, one of the most important ways that you can realize that it is that when we look at the moment when the disciples, and it's reported in, I think, three all three of the Gospels, the disciples ask Jesus to teach them how to pray the way he's praying, because they're observing him uh, over the three years that they're following him. And in the prayer, the verse that he, one of the lines in the prayer is, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. So to have Jesus put that into a very simple, succinct prayer for us to uh, pray in this tone, to say, this is how you should pray. Not a lot of words, but with this heart, to have a heart that desires to know God's forgiveness for yourself as you work at learning to forgive others. To say that's one of the biggest prayers you have to pray all your life every day is so paramount to our freedom and our joy. So that's what we're going to be studying this this um, week, this, this month. And um, I want to just point out about Jesus's uh, temptations in the desert and how at the at the depth of these temptations uh, are are the roots of of our struggle with forgiveness. So if we were to read in a different version in the gospel lessons in the gospel stories, I think it's in Luke's. If we read about the temptation, there are three temptations that are named that Jesus uh, faces within his 40 days in the desert. And um, the first one that he is uh, called, uh, the, the, that Satan asks him to do, is he asks him to turn um, bread, stones into bread. And this reminds me of the idea of uh tight-fisted control. And when I say that, I I mean uh, to be tempted to make bread out of stones is to imagine wanting something so much you want to have it your way uh, more than anything else, and you're sure that your way is the best way and that you have the strength and the power to do this on your own. Th that's one level of the meaning, and that's the one that I want to look at today in terms of forgiveness. So if, if we think about uh, this idea, in our heart of hearts, we want, we want as human beings, we want things to go our way. We always want things to go our way. And that can get very confusing. And um, when we think that we can do the best with what we have, that we could, we could do something like control a search a situation you know jesus was starving when when he asked him to he he hadn't eaten in days when he asked him to 
turn the stones into bread. So there's so many levers, levels of this uh, temptation that are about being hungry to do something, hungry to do something, whether it's hungry to do something to save the world, like having enough food for everyone, or whether it's hungry to do something just to fulfill your own cravings or your own satisfactions. And imagine how that links into forgiveness. You know, we're hungry to be treated right. We're hungry not to be hurt. We're hungry for people to understand us and care for us. And when some, when we feel hurt, which is a natural thing to feel hurt, it could be easy for us to get so angry that things didn't go our way that we withhold and we judge and we're angry. So picture that in a deep root, the idea of wanting to make things feel good for ourselves or for others has at some level a, a tug on the idea of forgiving ourselves or others when things don't go the way we think they ought to or the way we wish they would. So that's the first temptation. And the second temptation is um, when he asks Jesus, he says, throw yourself off the cliff and prove that God will catch you because God says, you know, God will never let your foot slip. You know, your, your foot won't slip and the angels will save you. And Jesus refuses that one as well. He says that, you know, we, we don't live by, man does not live by bread alone, but by the very word of God. And, and in this case, um, when you think about this at, at one angle of this temptation, um, it, it's about um, assuming that you know the best way that you should be cared for and that um, there's this idea at the depth of this that um, you that you could you can't appreciate that God would work through things in a di- in, in a different way in other words there's a certain way things ought to be cared for you ought to be cared for I ought to be cared for we ought to care for each other and when it doesn't happen that way we can be tempted to be angry and frustrated at God or angry and frustrated at someone else because they didn't care for us the way we should have been cared for and so at at an angle looking at this temptation there's another level of forgiveness where can we trust that God is loving us through every circumstance? And if if we're misunderstood or we misunderstand someone else in a point where we might want to get angry and judge, can we let go and say, God's working through this and God will show the way to love and God will show what needs to be done in this broken situation. So, you know, that our foot won't slip, but it's, but it's not our foot won't slip the way we think our foot shouldn't slip. It'll be how God makes our foot not slip, which is a very different thing than what we think of. So that's another temptation. And then finally, the last temptation is when when uh, Satan takes Jesus up on the hill and says, you know, if you'll bow down and worship me, I'll give you control of everything. Well, you know, there we go. Uh, imagine that there's someone that's got a greater possession of power than God who could give us permission to do whatever we want to do the way we want to do it. Um, so that that's an that's an angle to look at that temptation at and that that angle in terms of uh how we understand forgiveness um is deep in the idea that knowing that god loves us so much that we can't possibly understand uh the ways of god god says for my ways are not your ways and and they're high above your ways and my path is not your path and in in this place how much love and forgiveness do we need for every time we want to take control and think that we have the answer when in fact 
we don't. So in this case, I just want to say that in that temptation, there's again a deep layer about how we understand our relationship to God and how we let God lead us um, and uh, accept and and worshipfully accept what God gives us to take care of in the world and to love the way God calls us. All three of these temptations in complex ways work on our uh, understanding and journey uh, about forgiveness. And the fact is, is that our lives are defined by both our beliefs and actions. So when Jesus is being tempted in the desert, what's really being tempted is his beliefs about who he is and who God is. And so this week for us, uh, we're going to be deeply, we're going to be uh, deeply looking at how our actions of forgiveness and our, our belief about forgiveness are linked to the way we know ourselves and the way we know the love of God. Jesus invites us always to live out of a deeper spiritual place um, where we don't keep score of our hurts and we don't uh, wonder how many times we ought to forgive. Uh, He wants us to live out of a place where we're learning to understand the magnificence and the complexities of forgiveness so that we can be more free. Because, you know, forgiveness just, it isn't an occasional act. And even as we look at the story today, you know, after the 40 days, Jesus goes out after he's been tested in these places to understand who he is and who God is and how God's love works and will work through him and work in the world and how it will work through us and in the world. He immediately leaves the desert and begins to speak of the good news that the kingdom of God is here now. And the kingdom of God is all about forgiveness. And that forgiveness isn't an occasional act. It is a daily practice that includes seeking God's forgiveness, not just to receive it when we think it's necessary or to seek God's help for forgiving others, but having a deep ongoing desire to truly understand the forgiving heart of God in all of creation, which then builds in us a depth of love and freedom beyond what we could ever produce on our own. So this morning, as you listen to Matt Marr sing the Lord's Prayer and imagine how forgiveness is a full part of our journey. I invite you to take this week to think about, along with all the readings in the daily devotional, what it means to understand practicing forgiveness through the grounding of our faith. Have a great week, and we'll talk again later.